Time for the seventh inning stretch here on the Friendly Confines. We are joined by WMAQ NBC5 sports anchor Mike Berman. Kind enough to take a few minutes with us here on the program. Mike, welcome to the Friendly Confines with Chad and Ryan. So great to have you on the show. How are you doing? Uh, oh, my God. Guys, thank you for having me. I wish it were under better circumstances, happier circumstances. But uh, aside from the season coming to an end, all is good. Chicago, we're getting a little colder. I wish that meant October baseball was continuing. But uh, unfortunately, we'll have to wait till next year. As, as they say, wait till next year, of course. We know that's <laughs> Right, we've said it a few well, times Mike. before, yeah. That's right. You can find Mike on Twitter, at Mike Berman NBC. He's a great follow on there, and you can check him out. Uh, as he joins us here on the friendly confines. So Mike, let's start there. Of course, the Cubs end their season in just a very unlikely fashion, or maybe it was the correct fashion. We were talking earlier before this interview, and it just seemed like this was kind of a microcosm of their, of this, their season. How, how do you kind of evaluate the, the 2018 season for the Cubs and how it kind of all came to just a thud when it was all said and done? Well, I just, I think it was, and, and, you know, I'm going to refer to this press conference that I was at yesterday, Theo Epstein talking for an hour and 15 minutes because I thought he was so and, and brutally honest. But one of the things he said was we had more players perform below expectations than we had players perform above expectations. And I think to some degree that's representative of the season. It, it was just a year where you had a lot of guys who they expected to take a step forward or perform as they have in the past. And whether it was because they just didn't play well or because they were injured, they didn't. And when that happens, especially, uh, you know, to the anemic levels it did on offense, you cannot win. It's just not sustainable. And that is how, you know, as you said, the end of the season was a micro cut. Those couple games, you know, against the Brewers, the game 163, and then the wild card game against the Rockies. Totally representative of the flaws of this Cubs team. The offense was, as Theo said the other day, broke. And that's how it looked. You had two huge games at home in front of your fans, you know, at your place, and you score one run in each game, two runs in 22 innings. You deserve to, to have your season be done at that point. You're right on the head. I mean, you're you're absolutely right, especially when it comes to just how the offense was flawed, and you 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 correctly stated that. And one of the big stories we're talking to with Mike Berman from NBC Sports in Chicago. You can find him at Mike Berman NBC on Twitter. One of the the big stories that I feel like came out of here, Mike, and let's get into this a little bit. Joe Madden, the fact that there was even talk that he may not return for 2019 but Theo then said he was coming back but yet they did not even talk about an extension and Joe apparently is saying he wants to stick around you would think a guy who accomplished something that no cub manager has ever done in 108 years would have a lifetime contract but the fact that we're talking (laughs) about Joe Madden possibly going into a lame duck season in 2019 and may not be the manager after that I, I can't wrap my head around that. What is the feeling in Chicago about where Madden could possibly not be the manager after 2019? Where do you see that playing out? Well, I agree. It, it is totally. You would think it's a situation where 
they would want to get an extension done, make sure that, you know, Madden is sticking around because even though he's in his mid sixties, he is a guy who would be coveted by other teams. Uh, You know, he has been plain and simple as a manager, a winner, you know, I mean, he's, he's won at a high level, both with the Rays and, and obviously with the Cubs. You know, Theo says that Joe hasn't even approached him. Joe's fine with it. And I actually might believe that because, you know, Madden is kind of a different breed. I mean, he's not your run-of-the-mill uh, manager or, or coach. Um, you know, he is so loosey-goosey relaxed that maybe – that isn't something that would concern him or bother him or hang over his head. But I do think that it will naturally hang over the head of the team. It's going to be a, uh, a topic that people discuss, you know, once spring training begins and then if on, you know, through the season it, and then does it become a distraction, um, which obviously you wouldn't want it to be a distraction. It really is stunning to me because you know, this this Cubs core has achieved such high success under him. Um, I think there's many reasons to believe they could have won under a number of managers because they had so much talent. But I also think there's reason to believe Joe was the right guy to gel them together and to bring them to the World Series, a World Series they ultimately won. And to think that Madden has in two years since they won the world series become this kind of whipping boy amongst Cubs fans. It's amazing to look on social media and, you know, you listen to the radio stations and you hear callers. I mean, this is really a, what have you done for me lately culture we're in? I mean, these people like, it's like they forget that this guy ended 108 years of misery and they forget that this guy is the first manager to ever lead the Cubs to four straight postseason births. Um, it's remarkable. It is remarkable. He's won big. The players love him. That was a question that in the clubhouse after the game the other day was being asked of various different. Do you give any credence to the fact that Madden held this team back? They all said, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. He is the guy to hopefully, you know, extend this Cubs window of, of winning a championship again. And it, you're right. It's stunning that they don't have an extension done or that it's not even being discussed. And I think it would be a humongous mistake if the Cubs ultimately parted ways with him after next season. That is, that's my opinion. No, I, I agree with you. I a hundred percent agree with you. I mean, it, Who else would you possibly get that's going to have any sort of credentials like his? I mean, I know that Ken Rosenthal wrote a piece in The Athletic a couple of days ago suggesting maybe Joe Girardi. David Ross's name has been tossed around. I mean, listen, I understand that the way the big-time managers are being paid today is going by the wayside. Uh, We just saw Buck Showalter get fired by the Orioles. Um, Bruce Bochy and Madden are 
kind of, I mean, maybe you throw Ron Gardenhire in there. Those are really the only guys left. You know, now we're seeing like the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Dodgers kind of having managers that really didn't have prior experience. And I mean, listen, the Cubs can, I suppose, do what they want, but it, it to me would just be a huge mistake if, if they got rid of Joe. I, I agree with you completely on that, but you know yeah, what? Yeah. I mean, baseball can be funny like that. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, okay, so we see what this team lacked. What does this team need in the offseason? I think the two biggest names everyone's throwing around, Mike, is Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, who are both free agents. Right, of course. So so in your mind, do you see both of them in Cubs uniforms? Do you choose – who would you choose one over the other? Do you sign neither? Uh, in your opinion, what, what do you think you would do or what do you think overall the organization is looking to do as it moves into 2019? Wow. Um, great question. Tough question. Hard to – have a good feel for that of course i think i saw earlier today on twitter that now vegas has the cubs has the the best odds to land harper so you know of course everyone's goo goo for that um you know i guess between those two i would say machado and i would say you know you you play him at short and just play javi at second base you know zobris is going to be up after next year he could he could be a platoon guy um you know in his final season potentially with the cubs and you know he obviously he's versatile enough to play infield and outfield um you know i mean bryce harper's enticing he's got the relationship with with kb um he's got enormous talent i know his his um batting average was down this year and he struggled at times this year, but you know, he seems like a a pretty sure thing to be for the next decade, you know, a really productive hitter. Um, But Machado is also young, also an outstanding offensive talent. So between those two, that would be my pick. Um, But you couldn't go wrong with either. You certainly couldn't go wrong with both. I don't think that's happening. Um, and I, I don't know that, I don't know that they are going to sign one of them. It's, you know, I thought it was revealing that Theo at this press conference the other day said, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of money in free agency. It hasn't always worked out. I mean, they're big, big contracts start with Lester, which obviously has worked out. Uh, then you go to Hayward, which kind of in the middle right you know i mean he's certainly underperformed he's he's an outstanding fielder right but his his numbers at the plate are very disappointing at least two years ago and last year a little better but still not great and then you know the other huge deal was you darvish which was a total failure at least in year one um so i don't know does darvish give them pause as as it relates to signing another big free agent spending you know a lot of money over a lot of years I don't know, but I also think that, you know, they know they are in this window where they have an opportunity every year to compete to win a world series and you can't waste that. hundred percent. We're talking, I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to finish by saying, I think one other spot is they could fortify the rotation a little bit and they may just do that by picking up Cole Hamill's uh, option, which he made it look like is worth doing 
Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I, I think that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And especially like you said, they got burned a little bit this year with, um, the Chatwood signing and the Darvish signing. It'll be uh, interesting to see kind of how the Ricketts and Theo spend their money in this off season. I mean, uh, but I, I mean, it's easy to see this team needs some offense going forward. And, uh, hopefully one of those two free agents that we were talking about in Machado or Harper, uh, is wearing a Cubs uniform next year. Mike Berm. But you know what else is interesting? Yeah, let, me go just, ahead. let me just For interrupt sure. and say this. I thought it was also really intriguing that he said, and by he, I mean Theo, that we've got some guys that just haven't progressed like we've wanted. And you wonder, you know, is he talking about Ian Happ? Is he talking about Kyle Schwarber? Because um, he's referring to some younger guys and framing it kind of against Javi Baez, who has really progressed and just gotten better and better each year and stepped into a bigger role. So are they going to, maybe it's not just via free agency. Maybe they part ways with an attractive young guy who's, you know, got a a friendly contract. Um, For example, I mean, what if they sent Schwarber to the American League where he's way more valuable and they get a good asset in return? I don't know. You know, I think there's a lot of things, options on the table. I think they know they have to be better offensively above all. So maybe in the end, you know, they are moved to sign one of those big guys just because they feel like, hey, if there's one area of this team, we've got to open the checkbook. It is on offense. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of avenues that they can go about shoring things up over the off. We're talking with Mike Berman, the sports anchor at NBC Chicago, WMAQ Channel 5. Also, the pride and joy of Glenbrook North High School. I also just got to throw right. that in there. That's Coach right. Barton. Um, <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for the time, man. Always great to talk to you. I am. Uh, I can sincerely say I'm proud of the success you have achieved. Keep up the great work, and let's talk again. Join us again on the Friendly Confines in 2019. Will you do that? Can you join us again? I am making a commitment right now to do it and let's do it earlier in the season so that we can make sure we're not doing a postmortem. <laughs> I love it. Mike Berman. Thanks again. And yeah, I, go ahead. And I say thank you to you too. Thank you very much for having me. Always great to talk to, you know, a, a fellow Northbrook guy. I know you had success in the industry and, you know, I was friends with your brother, Scott, back in the day. So this was really fun. I'm glad we could do it and look forward to it awesome. again next year. Awesome. So such good stuff. Mike, thanks again, man. Have a good one. And uh, as you said, wait till next year. Take care, buddy. (laughs) Exactly. Don't let anyone say that it's just a game. For I've seen other teams and it's never the same. When you're born in Chicago, you're blessed and you're a field. The first time you walk into Wrigley